Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Son, you've been told you'd be on the run down to Egypt, to Pharaoh's town, to Rome and Spain, and many other lands. But you open your door to tired men, to lonely passers-by. And your care were known far and wide. Father of a nation, your soul is alive. Abraham, are we the children that you dreamed of? Are we that shining star you saw at night? You know it's true. We still call you a Venus. Our Father, our Bride, we got your soul inside. Take us home, take us home. 
every test Now look a small show In the Midwest A child was born Just the other day And all those gathered there Heard his mother say All oh, it's been three thousand years And we've been fighting back All the tears One man's lullaby A nation will survive Father of our people Your dream is alive Abraham Are we the children that you Shining star you saw at night You know it's true We still call you a Vino Our father, our pride We got your soul inside Take us home Courage and your might Kept the barrels up at night No hand could hold you No stranger would forget you Courage and your might We're the children that you dreamed of And with that shining star you saw at night No, it's true Why we call you a Vino Our father, our bride, we got your soul inside Take us home Our father, our bride, we got your soul inside Take us home Die. 
Thank the one above Showing them the way Giving them a day Rest rejoice Peace of mind said, hello, my friend, seems to be abused. He said, much more than that, I'm a bit confused. I know I am a Jew. I was bar mitzvah too. But Shabbos in our home, whoever knew. He asked to join with us, understand and see. He spent some time with us, total ecstasy. Shabbos came along His feelings grew so strong First began to feel That he was Look at everybody together made some changes in his life brand new family children and his wife learn new things each day to live the Torah way the message of the Shabbos they will relay now every Friday night they go down to the wall find some people home and they will tell them all Joy and sing along Soon we'll all be free
J.M. in the A.M. Whoa, that was <laughs> that was an abrupt ending. J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> with Mordechai Ben David, a live version of Just One Shabbos. I don't remember the last time I was able to fulfill all of our early morning requests. I think I got to all of them in that set, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Uh, let's see. Let's go over what we've been doing here on an early Friday morning at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before MBD, you heard Lenny Solomon with Shalhevet. On our app, listener Devora was referencing Shalhevet Pass, who was murdered, of course, a young baby murdered by uh, terrorists in Hebron years ago. Uh, it is uh, Erev Shabbat Chaye Sarah, and Devora rightfully points out it's time for some Hebron songs. And that one we did in memory of Shalhevet Pass, baby terrorist victim in Hebron. We, meaning Devorah writes, we named our now three-year-old daughter Shalhevet Le'ilu Nishmata. Wow, Yehi Zichra Brucha. Unbelievable. Uh, before that, we did the um, Avraham selection from Eighth Day, Shlomo Kalbach's Mimkomcha, both of them in there. Curry bonus from Dvekas, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Spread the word. JM in the AM is rolling on a Friday, November the 10th, day 21 in the month of Marcheshvan. Veterans Day is being observed in New York, so alternate side of the street parking is suspended in New York City today. Keep that in mind if you're a New York City driver. That tip can be very, very helpful. Veterans Day is really the 11th, um, November the 11th, which is tomorrow. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Chaye Sarah. Hello to all those who are listening to JM and the AM on their way to Hebron. Shabbos starts soon. That's right. The Jerusalem uh, candle lighting is around 4.02, we calculated. Here in New York, candle lighting 422. In New York, candle lighting 422. Can't deny that it's an early Shabbos and a short Friday because we are not used to a candle lighting time at 422. That I could tell you. <laughs> so 422 candle lighting time. 44 degrees, 59% humidity, winds in northwest at 13. Partly cloudy today, a high 42. Then tonight, clear and it gets cold. Low of 27 tonight. Woo! Mostly sunny for Shabbos with a high temperature of 41 degrees. 68 right now in Yerushalayim, 44 here in New York City. That uh, that temperature is going to be dropping throughout the day as it gets really cold here uh, in New York. Anyway, I hope you're doing well on this Friday as um, we roll until 9 a.m. with an era of Shabbos program. Then, of course, our full schedule next week. Lots of excitement, including, of course, Tuesday afternoon when I host the... Um, First ever A&H Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest. That'll be live, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on a Tuesday. Looking forward to it. Trying to get all my terms straight in terms, in terms of the different ways I could refer to the efforts being made by the contestants to dress up those hot dogs. Now, I'll work on that. You work on making sure you're tuned in and spread the word for us as well. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, all. Thanks so much for tuning in. It is a uh, an absolute pleasure to speak with you on this Erev Shabbos Parashas Chaye Sarah. Amazing the, um, the feeling of getting to Hebron around now. Between now and I would say two hours from now, the excitement builds, the crowds start coming in. It really is an amazing feeling. So those of you who have that unbelievable opportunity, 
Kalakavod to all of you. There are two representatives of the Siegel family in Chevron for Shabbat, I'm proud to say. And uh, if you see either of them, please make sure to say hi and wish them a Shabbat Shalom from all of us. JM in the AM. Speaking of Chevron, here's Deddy. Oh, oh, oh. 
כל החיים שלי ידעתי שאין על מי לסמוך, אין לו על אבינו, וזו הדרך שבחרתי ללכת בעקבות השורשים שלנו. ואיזו מתנה קיבלתי להיות יהודי, להיות בן של מלך, ועל כל מה שעברתי אמרתי תודה כי זו
היה ועבר, עוד לא קרה שיום חזר. מה שהיה, היה ונגמר, מה שיהיה זה כל מה שנשאר. מה שהיה, תם ונשלם, אתה כבר לא הולך לשם. מה שהיה, היה ונסגר, מה שפתוח זה רק J.M. in the A.M. It's Mordechai Shapiro. Machar. Before that, Yehudi Ma'amin, Amram Adar. Derech Achim, Hedlacha Dodi. You heard Chevron, Avramo, Avram Fried. And before that, Dedi here at J.M. in the A.M. It's Erev Shabbos, Parshas, Chaye Sarah. Hence, a lot of Chevron references on this Friday morning broadcast. Candlelighting at 422 in New York. 422. Make sure you know when candlelighting is when you are, because it's much earlier this week in a lot of places than it was last week. I can tell you that much. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. You could support our great radio efforts here by going to fjbunity.org. You'll see there you could sponsor part or all of a JMN broadcast and many other options as well. Go to FJB, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, FJB. Unity.org, FJBUnity.org for all the details. Cold in New York with 44 degrees, partly cloudy and a high of 42. Temperature dropping today all the way into the mid-20s later on. My gosh, what's going on here? <laughs> Great weekend programming, of course. We kick things off at 9 o'clock with Naomi Nachman and Table for Two. Mark Zamek in the Arab Shabbos show presented by Kedem starts at 10 o'clock this morning, Eastern time. And then, of course, our Arab Shabbos music mix and then plenty more. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a 
Friday, Erev Shabbos follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam and the Am. גליצה על השעה השתיים, כנוע מבירה ממה שקורה עכשיו. התפטרוש תרוש ממשלת לבנון סייד אל חרירי. ראש הממשלה חרירי פעל לטובתה של חיזבאללה, לכן העלה את חמתה של סעודיה. כך מגלה בכיר באחת ממדינות המפרץ לעיתון הערבי על חייאת. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. לא ייתכן שראש הממשלה של לבנון נפסע בדרכן של איראן וחיזבאללה, אומר הבכיר. נכון שהמצב באזור קשה, אבל זה לא מצדיק שהוא ייתן לחיזבאללה מה שהיא רוצה. הדבר צריך להשתנות. חרירי מוחזק בניגוד לרצונו בידי המשטר הסעודי. נשיא צרפת מקרון יצא אמש לריאד במאמץ לשחררו. בתוך כך נשיא לבנון מישל אהון שוחח היום עם שגריר סעודיה בלבנון ואמר כי חרירי חייב לחזור לביירות. עוד הוסיף אהון כי נסיבות התפטרותו של חרירי אינן מקובלות לדבריו. פרשת גבי גזית, בעקבות גל העדויות על חשד להטרדות מיניות ומעשים מגונים, תחל המשטרה בבדיקת הפרשה. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מוסרת כי במשטרה יאספו את העדויות שפורסמו באמצעי התקשורת, ובהתאם לממצאים יוחלט אם קיימת תשתית ראייתית לפתוח בחקירה. המשטרה פשטה על בית בושת שפעל בקריית חיים במסווה של מכון עיסוי. אישה בשנות החמישים לחייה נעצרה בחשד להפעלת המקום וחמש נשים עוכבו לחקירה בחשד שנתנו שירותי מין. כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנטל מוסר כי המשטרה תפעל לסגירת המקום. הסתיימה שביתת הרעב של המשפחות השכולות וראשי הרשויות בשטחים שדרשו תקצוב מיידי של הכבישים העוקפים. כתבתנו כרמל דנגור. על פי הבנות שהושגו הלילה בין ראשי המחאה לראש הממשלה, בתיווך יושב ראש הקואליציה דוד ביטן, כ-200 מיליון שקלים יוקצו כבר בשבוע הבא לכבישים העוקפים ולמרכיבי הביטחון בהתנחלויות. עוד הסכימו הצדדים על הרשאה להתחייבות על סך 600 מיליון שקלים שיועברו בין 2018 ל-2020. מראש המועצה האזורית שומרון יוסי דגן נמסר, זהו ניצחון משותף של כולנו. מכה נוספת לחברת אובר בלונדון. כתבתנו אינה אנטונוב. בית המשפט בלונדון דחה את ערעורה של חברת אובר המפעילה יישומון לתחבורה שיתופית. החברה ערערה על כך שנהגי החברה זכאים לתנאים סוציאליים כגון שכר מינימום. מדובר במכה נוספת לחברה שנאבקת להמשיך להחזיק ברישיון ההפעלה שלה באזור לונדון. ותחזית מזג האוויר בסוף השבוע יהיה קריר, ללא שינוי ניכר בטמפרטורות. מחר ייתכן טפטוף קל, בתחילת השבוע צפויה התחממות ניכרת. אלה החדשות שעורכת תום ויינטראובלוק, בצוות אילנה בנימין ועידו גרינברג.
תבל, אלפי שנים הם כאן, רק בהבטחת הקל, בעבר ובהווה, בעתיד ובכל זמן, ישראל חי וקיים, למשיח Thank you. 
Sheer Daberi comes from Avi Peretz. Great song from the brand new album entitled Kamo A Sheer at JM in the AM. Avremel Avram Fried before that with Achim Banefesh. Erev Shabbos Parshas Chaye Sarah. Big hello to those who are tuned into JM in the AM as they go to the holy city of Hebron. A lot of people listening in as we. Uh, as they are uh, heading to Hebron for Shabbos Chayesar. Uh, candle lighting here at 422, 422 on this era of Shabbos. That's right earlier than we're used to, so make sure to uh, be where you need to be when when the clock strikes 422 on this era of Shabbos. That's for sure. This coming uh, Tuesday, November the 14th, at Merkaz HaSimcha, SOS, Strategies for Optimum Success, presents Dr. Ross Green on the topic of rethinking challenging behaviors of children, teens, and adults. It is a, a full-day seminar, 8.30 in the morning until 4.30 at Merkaz Asimcha on Bay Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. And with us live via telephone is the Director of Strategies for Optimum Success, teacher and therapist, Rifka Schoenfeld, who is with us at JM in the AM. Rifka Schoenfeld, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Um, 
much. It's an honor and a privilege to be on the radio show this morning. I greatly appreciate that. Um, tell us about the uh, event happening this coming Tuesday. Is this for the general public or is this targeted at a specific group of people? This is targeted for basically everyone, therapists, principals, teachers, parents, teachers in training. It is nearly filled up. It's an all-day seminar from 8.30 till 4.30, as you mentioned, with catered meals throughout the day and snacks. It is for men and women, of course, uh, a machitza, and the, it's for really a beautiful crowd in Flatbush, Brooklyn, on East 19th Street, off Avenue M. People must register prior to the event. It's not just walk-ins off the street. It is register prior to the event so we could save a seat for the people. We have maybe about 15 seats left. It's nearly filled up. Rifka, what does it tell us when an event like this is filled up? What does it tell us about the desire in our community, uh, what we want to learn, what we want to know, how we want to advance? We want to have our children grow up basically with the best, best character possible. We want to teach them when they're upset or when they need to communicate how to communicate. It is essential for everyone to know from little, from this is from age two, three years old, till all the way up there at Mevi Shana teaches us how to relate and communicate to other people. What? And that's why this event is such a popular event. He was the keynote speaker at the Torah Umasora Convention a few years ago, and he had a sold-out crowd. Everyone yeah. went to the convention, basically, in the beginning of the convention, just to hear Dr. Ross Green. Yeah, I was just going to ask you what makes him the perfect person for this seminar, and you just explained it. He's He certainly has a reputation and expertise that everyone's going to enjoy this coming Tuesday. Dr. Ross Green, on the topic of rethinking challenging behaviors of children teens and adults is meant for therapists, principals, teachers, parents, teachers in training. It's brought to you by Rifka Schoenfeld and Strategies for Optimum Success. As you heard Rifka mention a moment ago, it is nearly sold out. It happens at Merkaz HaSimcha on Bay Avenue off of Avenue M in Brooklyn Tuesday from 8.30 until 4.30. And everybody out there has an opportunity to reserve a spot. You can go to uh, the website, Rifka Schoenfeld, SOS.com. That's Rifka SoenfeldSOS.com. You can also dial 718-382-5437. Again, that's 718-382-5437. This is an area that you've dealt with a lot. Have you have you seen a tremendous progress, both parents in terms of their patience and understanding and children changing their behavior for what we would call the better? 100%. I can't even say 99 and three quarters. <laughs> The awareness that the community is getting and the openness to go to a therapist today is remarkable. 30 years ago, this would not have happened. Parents were very secretive, and they never, ever wanted to go to a therapist. They snuck in through the back door. Now they are very, very proud to go and learn and have their children and adults communicate in the proper way. Even with Shadokim, it helped people and girls and the boys for Shaduchim, because it's not only anger management, it's communication skills, and this would be an outstanding event for parents that have children 
older girls and boys who are 18, 19, all the way up there and help them communicate better when they go on a date. I will tell you something. Uh, I, I only see benefit. I don't see anything other than benefit when people pursue this type of thing and when people make an effort, whether it be an adult or a child, uh, to change for the better. And uh, for bringing that to the community, uh, you certainly uh, deserve accolades. Everybody out there, Tuesday, 8.30 in the morning until 4.30 at America's Asimcha. Dr. Ross Green is the presenter, Rethinking Challenging Behaviors of Children, Teens, and Adults. Rivka Schoenfeld has described why this is so important and effective. Take advantage. Website is Rivka Schoenfeld, SOS.com. The phone number is 718 382 5437-718-382-5437. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful Shabbos and good luck on Tuesday. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being on the radio show. Hope to be on it again soon. Bezrat Hashem. Thank you very much. Rivka Schoenfeld with us here on a Friday morning Erev Shabbos at JM in the AM.
off of a uh, video from over 40 years ago, Shlomo Kalbach and uh, Bowie Vishalom. And I always, always <laughs> want to meet or have someone come forward that they're one of the people in that video, you know, one of the kids from those days who uh, obviously, you know, would be much older today. But I would love to uh, meet somebody who remembers that as, as it's being recorded and remember that whole experience. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos here at JM in the AM. Uh, you heard Michal Przanski before that with Bo near code. 28 minutes after the hour on this Erev Shabbos with candlelighting at 422. By the way, want to wish a mazel tov. Last night, the Felsinger and Newworth families had a uh, mazel tov. The wonderful wedding took place down in Lakewood, New Jersey. Mazel tov to Hovi and to Tzvi. And to the Felsinger and Newworth families, specifically to specifically to Hope and Stanley Felsinger, on the big simcha mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Also, this coming Shabbos, Moshe Netanel Zitzer is going to um, celebrate his bar mitzvah here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Looking forward to tomorrow to celebrate with him and with Michelle and David and their extended family. So a mazal tov. To the entire Zitzer Mishpacha from all of us here at JM in the AM. And then Sunday night, the uh, one and only uh, Baruch Jungreis. Baruch Jungreis will be celebrating his bar mitzvah in uh, Brooklyn, New York. That takes place this coming Sunday night. Very much looking forward to the big occasion. And I take this opportunity to wish a very special Mazel Tov to Malki and Yoni Jungreis and to the extended Blaustein and Jungreis families from all of us here at JM in the AM. So a lot of big simchas, Baruch Hashem, a lot of wonderful things to announce, and I'm glad we're able to do so. Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Sandy Shmueli is next. Keep it here at JM in the AM. Anima, Amin. Anima, Amin. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Sandy Shmueli. Uh, that is the uh, Hine Amim Tovim off the brand new album entitled Anishar here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, many of you are familiar with the fact that this coming Tuesday, it's going to be a very, very big and fun day for us. I get to host and give the play-by-play at the first ever Kosher Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest. This is happening courtesy of A&H, Abels and Hyman at their booth at the Meadowlands Exposition Center during Kosher Fest 2017. It's happening 2 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, which means pay careful attention to Facebook because we'll be Facebook-living the entire procedure, the entire presentation, the entire contest, starting at around 2 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday with us live via telephone, someone you're getting to know very well this week, and that's, of course, Seth Levitt, who is the CEO of Abels and Hyman. Seth, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning. And Malky Hirsch is with us. Malky Hirsch is responsible for what uh, many people on Facebook and Instagram know as Kiss the Kosher Cook. Malky, welcome hey, to JM in the hi. AM. <laughs> Everything good this morning? Thank God. I've been told that you're one of the contestants is coming Tuesday at 2 p.m. That is that is true, yes. <laughs> We've said that there are experts who are contestants. There are some uh, quote-unquote regular folk who are going to be contestants on Tuesday. I'm wondering if uh, you've given a lot of thought to what you're going to be doing once you're handed that hot dog and bun on Tuesday, or you're going very impromptu into this contest. I'm totally winging it. I have absolutely no plan, so <laughs> yes. Have you done anything <laughs> that comes close to this in the past? No, I have not. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, when, and when someone <laughs> says to you, best dressed when it comes to a hot dog or any food item, what are you yeah. thinking? Best dressed meaning what? Oh, I mean, I think it's all about the, uh, the garnish and the accoutrement, all the, all the things that you put on a, you know, a hot dog or a burger. I think that makes the best, you know, that's the best part of the burger, you know, all the things that you uh, compile on top. Yeah, the, the enhancers, I guess, huh? 
Absolutely. Malky Hirsch, Kiss the Kosher Cook. What is the, uh, the what's the most um, interesting revelation to you once you started blogging, once you became a real presence on Facebook and Instagram? What is uh, what what has intrigued you about our cooking community? Um, I think that people have this notion that um, I don't try new things or make mistakes or, or, or sometimes, you know, do things like entering a contest without having absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And I do it all the time. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a great, fun, you know, experience to try new things. And if they don't come down, it doesn't come out. And that's it. You know, try so, to go into the next- so there have been failures, huh? Always. Oh, yeah. so many. Yeah. So many I, count, for sure. I can imagine. Uh, Malky Hirsch with us. Uh, Seth Levitt is, of course, the CEO of Abel's and Hyman. Seth, it uh, it sounds like Malky might be a drop-over confident. What do you think? <laughs> I think that everyone has a uh, – it's an even platform. Everyone has a, a chance of winning, and uh, we're excited to have all these contestants and bloggers and uh, participate. Have any of the regular people, excuse the expression, expressed uh, dissatisfaction that they're up against some of these cooking experts? Well, you know, today I think everybody has an Instagram page and just taken a picture of something that they've eaten or cooked. Very true. <laughs> That's so, a good point. You know, to say that uh, you know they're not all uh, professionals, uh, I think is an understatement. Uh, I think everyone has had a chance at participating in. Uh, blogging for with their food pictures yeah that's a good point well Malky's gonna be one of them she'll be one of them will be she'll, she'll definitely be posting those pictures on Tuesday I can guarantee you that the first ever kosher best dressed hot dog contest happens this coming Tuesday there is a wonderful cash prize and there are many prizes by the way for first second and third place Seth is every contestant slot now occupied or are any of them still open they are all occupied. That's it, huh? That's it. The, the, the gate is closed. How many people total? Uh, I believe we have six people. All right. So six people are going to try to dress up a hot dog as best as they can. As we said, what makes it even more interesting is they really could utilize any par of item that they see under the roof at Kosher Fest, which is pretty cool because everybody knows a lot of stuff there at Kosher Fest this coming Tuesday and Wednesday. The contest happening on Tuesday, those of you who are walking in and paying a visit to Kosher Fest, it's booth number 609. Again, that's booth number 609 starting early Tuesday morning. And we look forward to seeing you there. Malky, it sounds like you know that this is going to be a lot of fun. I think it'll be a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's food, you know? How bad can it, it be, be, right? It can't be bad. It <laughs> can't be bad. Sure. No. And Seth and A&H have developed a way over the years to always make it fun, which we greatly appreciate because we like having fun. So, Seth, mm-hmm. for, that, for that, we thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Tuesday's the day. Malky, go get... Uh, Go get go get prepped and start start yes. start your um, starting now yeah, starting now start working out <laughs> start working out for the best dressed hot dog contest. Seth, we will see you Tuesday as well, and we thank you again for uh, a unique opportunity. Thank you. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Best dressed hot dog contest is Tuesday. Really, is a unique opportunity. I've emceed, I've hosted, I've done the play by play, and a lot of stuff over the years. I don't recall ever a hot dog contest being one of them. Uh, we'll see how it goes Tuesday at Kosher Fest. Thank you to A and H. And thanks to all the experts and quote-unquote regular folks who are going to be participating on Tuesday. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with the uh, one and only Rav Shlomo Kalbach, Kimi Tzion. Before that, you heard Eitan Freilich here at... Oh, there we go. Eitan Freilich here at J.M. in the A.M. Name of that one is uh, Am Yisrael Chai. Erev Shabbos Parshas Chai Esara. Greetings to those who are tuned in to J.M. in the A.M. as they enter the holy city of Hebron now. Just a couple hours before Shabbat. Shabbat Chai Esara is always amazing, always incredible. Want to thank our friends at Bedford on Park. Bedford on Park continues to remind everybody. I don't know if you saw the video yesterday that we posted, but we continue to remind you about some very important things. Number one, they are open Saturday night now. As we've changed the clock, Bedford on Park, 61 East 34th Street, Chef Alex, delicious restaurant. They are open Saturday night. Plus, they're open Thanksgiving night. Plus, they're taking reservations now for your corporate parties for the end of year for Hanukkah, etc. Etc. 61 East 34th Street in New York City. Check it out. Bedford on Park. They can accommodate up to 150 people with your private party. They have an amazing menu with delicious steak, wonderful starters, including that lamb bacon and so much more. Great lunch, great dinner, parties, shavabrachas, etc. etc. And they're open tomorrow night. Keep that in mind. Bedford on Park. Tell them you heard about it here on JM in the AM, especially when you book those corporate parties for the end of 2017. Want to wish a mazel tov to the Felsinger and Newworth families. Hoovy and Tzvi's wedding was last night. Mazel tov to Hope and Stanley and the entire family from all of us here at JM in the AM. Mazel tov to the Tights and Zitzer families. Moshe Natanel Zitzer, bar mitzvah taking place over Shabbos here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Michelle and David, mazel tov to you and the entire family. And Baruch Jungreis, mazal tov to you. His bar mitzvah is happening on Sunday night in Brooklyn to Malki and Yoni Jungreis and the extended Blaustein and uh, Jungreis families. We say mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. I want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com who continue to utilize so much of our content in their uh, news feed of amazing stories that are happening in the world uh, in the Jewish world, go to OnlySimchas.com, not only for Simcha news, but very interesting news from the Jewish world every single day. Again, OnlySimchas.com. Check it daily. Candle lighting at 422 on this era of Shabbos. There is no weekly update today. There is no weekly update today. Malcolm Honline's schedule did not allow him to speak with us this morning. It will return. The weekly update will return next Friday, the 17th of November, right here at JM in the AM. want to say good morning to those who are on their way to the Jewish National Fund weekend happening down in Hollywood, Florida. That's always an amazing conference, Shabbat, and convention. To JNF, we salute you this morning here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach's Yardside weekend is happening at the Kalbach Shul, including Yehuda Green, Eitan Katz, Rilly Williger, Shlomi Dax, and Zevi Muller in concert with a musical Havdallah Bachayim Kiss tomorrow night at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. Doors will open at 9, the concert's at 9.30, Westside Institutional Synagogue on West 76th Street in New York City. Get ready for that amazing event. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser speaks tomorrow night at the Talmud Torah of Flopush. Their lecture series has begun. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser tomorrow night at 8.15 at 1305 Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn on the topic of ascending the Harabayit in history, halacha, and hashkafa. That happens Tomorrow night, Mazal Tov to all the honorees. Sunday night at the NCSY Gala, uh, happening in um, in uh, Brooklyn, New York, actually in Garden City, New York. Uh, the NCSY Gala uh, happening um, on Sunday will honor Serena and Ryamosha Benevitz, Sharona and Jeffrey Weinberg, Esti and Benjamin Kamenetsky, Julia and Joe Macy of blessed memory. Um, we say Mazal Tov to all the honorees. 
And that is happening Sunday night. And this should be a great event. The NCSY Gala is always an amazing event. YCQ Kindergarten Open House is coming Sunday between 10 and 11.30 out in Queens. Yeshiva Derech HaTorah has their open house Sunday between 2 and 4 o'clock this coming Sunday. Uh, so check that out. And... Um, and Nishay Yeshiva Derech Chaim has their big auction, Waves of Joy, which includes not just an auction, but a full day of activities for the children, including Uncle Maishi, or Yitzi Erps, the great storyteller, Suri Messner of the Cakery, um, jewelry crafting for the girls, and so much more. It's really all day and almost all night. The schedule, the prizes, the, the gifts you get just for supporting the yeshiva are all described at joyauction.org, and that's something you can do from anywhere around the world. Joyauction.org. Again, that's joyauction.org. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. By the way, the Stern College Open House is happening Sunday at the Barron Campus, beginning at 9 a.m. There's a pre-open house Shabbaton this Shabbos, and then again, the open house up at Stern College on 34th Street on the Barron Campus starts at 9 a.m., yu.edu slash open house, yu.edu slash open house. And keep in mind that Project Witness presents a unique program for educators on the 70th anniversary of the Nuremberg Doctors' Trials. Reverend Dina Spira on the inhumane ethic of Nazi medicine and uh, Dr. Irving Leibovic on the practical impact of Nazi experimentation on today's Jewish bioethics. It's happening this Sunday 10 a.m. at the New Seminary on East 12th Street in Brooklyn. Information 718-WITNESS, 718-WITNESS to get the info about what's happening on Sunday. Eight minutes before 8 o'clock here at JM in the AM. Steve Arlo is going to join us. The One Israel Fund Dinner is an important one, and he'll explain why coming up. Uh, a reminder that the uh, weekly update, Malcolm Honline, our conversation with him on Fridays, returns next Friday 7.40 Eastern Time here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com. On the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, music from uh, Shire Pinchas. Uh, you heard David Gabe with Naranana. That one was uh, from Machar, Mordechai Shapiro. The uh, brand new album entitled Machar. Song is uh, Kulam here at JM in the AM. Erev Shabbos Parshas Chaye Sarah. Candlelighting 422. Early candlelighting, right? We're on standard time. Make sure you know where to be in the 4 o'clock hour today if you're in the Eastern time zone. Uh, weekly update with Malcolm Holmline returns next week on the 17th of November, 740 Eastern time right here at JM in the AM. Well, many of you are aware of a very important gathering taking place at Terrace on the Park in Flushing on Sunday night, November the 19th. That's the night that the One Israel Fund holds its 23rd anniversary dinner. We get to celebrate the miracle, the 50-year miracle of Judea and Samaria, 50 years since the reclamation of our heartland. On Sunday night, November the 19th, many distinguished honorees at the One Israel Fund event, including the guests of honor, Steve and Susan Orlo. Steve Orlo is with us live via telephone. Great to reunite with him in this forum. Steve, welcome to JM in the AM. It's wonderful to be here, Nachum. It's wonderful to be here. I greatly appreciate that. I was reading a lot about you in preparation for this conversation. You, in fact, met your wife in the Gaza Strip? <laughs> it's the absolute truth. It's almost unbelievable. We were both in Israel. I just started a job as a prosecutor in New York, and um, my wife was a teacher, and uh, we took a trip. Uh, she came from Highfield board in uh, Egged Bus. On a tour to the Gaza Strip, I was in Tel Aviv, and my grandparents boarded the same bus, as happenstance has it, for that same tour. Uh, I looked around, I spotted this uh, cute blonde, <laughs> and when we reached uh, Yad Mordechai's, I uh, stopped right before the, uh, the Gaza Strip. Remember, this was 1969, two years after the 67 war, so you, um, these things were happening, and uh, these trips, and... Uh, at Yad Mordechai, as we got off, uh, I began to talk to her. And matter of fact, uh, invited her to lunch there at uh, Yad Mordechai. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, <laughs> so you really owe a debt of gratitude to the greater Israel, huh? <laughs> uh, no question about it. It's been 47 years plus since then. It's really been uh, exciting and wonderful. And we know each other for a long time, and it's a pleasure to have yeah. you on. Steve Orlo's with us, as you, as we just heard. He and his wife, Susan, who met, who met on the way to Gaza, uh, are both the guests of honor Sunday night, November the 19th, for the One Israel Fund. I mean, to you know, talk about uh, a time to celebrate. Uh, the 50th anniversary when we were there for Yerushalayim was amazing. That yeah. same week, we celebrated with the One Israel Fund at the opening, or I should say the groundbreaking of the medical center in Binyamin. And it, yeah. seems, it seems like you guys are on a tremendous roll, to say the least, when it comes to projects and it comes to building in greater Israel. That's absolutely true, Nachum. As a matter of fact, I must tell you, I saw you there. I was at that groundbreaking at, at Shar Binyamin. Uh, but you were so busy interviewing just about, it seemed, everybody else <laughs> uh, that I didn't even have a chance to get up to talk to you. To, but you're right, uh, the growth has been Baruch Hashem, thank God, uh, just uh, really wonderful. Um, uh, and people are now catching on. They're understanding that yeah. uh, it, it's happening. It's Things funny. Really happening. It's, like funny. It's funny to watch who's hopping on the bandwagon, frankly. 
But but thank God people are hopping on, and I say it like that because the needs now, because the building is is faster and greater and more numbers and 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 uh, uh, at a greater pace, uh, the need is just going to you know continue to be greater and greater. It's going to be more and more. So hopefully more and more people will get involved and come to events like the one on November the nineteenth. I actually I think it's noteworthy that one of the ministers that attended that groundbreaking, Minister Steinitz, uh, indicated that uh, the current population of the Binyamin region, which is the biggest region in terms of land area right. in Israel, a regional council, uh, the current population about 75,000, there's no reason in his mind, uh, and I assume in the mind of the, of the government of Israel, that because of this medical center, that population could go into several hundred thousand. Yeah, it's really, we're on the cusp of something very, very big, and hopefully Jews from around the world will, will uh, respond because there's so many needs that have to be met. Uh, in that region, all through Judea and Samaria, Steve Arlo is with us uh, live via telephone. You you took a position with the uh, One Israel Fund quite a while ago. You've been president since the early nineties. Actually, I've been uh, until just uh, my successor took over about a year. Right. I was just about the only president. There was one year wow. when someone filled in, but other than that, I was uh, president from the very beginning. And uh, I really have to thank, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Chiel Lido, who um, some people might uh, sure. name, some people might recognize there, sure. who is the founder of One Israel Fund, who uh, asked me to take on the presidency, and, and I did. And it was just a wonderful experience. And, uh, so, and you assumed that position for, uh, according to my calculation, almost 25 years. Uh, it, it would be almost impossible in that quarter of a century period of time to ask you for the greatest accomplishment of the organization, but give us a, a couple of highlights that you're extremely proud of that you were able to lead uh, during that period. Sure. First of all, I, I have to tell you, accomplishment number one, it may, may seem mundane, but it's survival, that we survived, that we existed. There were some very tough times for a multiplicity of reasons, um, but uh, just coming through those tough times were good. Uh, both in terms of organizational tough times and especially in terms of ideological tough times yeah. of things that were going on in Israel. Um, but overall, uh, the biggest accomplishment, I think, was just contributing in some small way to what you absolutely accurately, Nachum, and you just don't hear that often enough, absolutely accurately described as a miracle. Right. Uh, it was a miracle that was from the Rabbanu Shalom that... that, that I don't know, they're just, maybe not everybody recognizes it such, but the ability for us to participate in that miracle in some small way. And then the way we did it, uh, it was usually in two areas. One is to help uh, build up the communities in, in ways that it improved the quality of their lives, uh, uh, playgrounds and computers for schools and, uh, and help for uh, the uh, disabled uh, people, uh, all those kinds of things, social, social activities, but... Even uh, in my mind, uh, as important, if not more important, uh, contributing to the uh, safety, mm -hmm. the security yep. of the uh, residents of Yehuda Shabbat and the time was Aza, uh, by a uh, variety, a big variety of things. The biggest problem we ever had, I guess, the single biggest uh, problem, were the um, armored-plated vans mm -hmm. uh, helping. Uh, it was a matching program with the government and um, Placed a large number of vans, armor-plated vans, but we also had a during the intifadas we had a bulletproof vest that we supplied to different yeshuvim. Uh, there today there are uh, computerized uh, um, cameras around the peripheries of uh, the 
communities that we uh, help supply, night vision equipment, uh, and the list goes uh, really on and on, communication equipment. So in the areas of security, those are every, every time we do something, and I'll tell you what really is, is the most gratifying is when we get reports from the Yishuvim, and nowadays you even get videos from the Yishuvim showing attempted infiltrations and those infiltrations having been stopped because of the equipment that we uh, were able to supply to the Yishuvim. Steve Arlo is with us. One Israel Fund, November the 19th at Terrace on the Park. You can go to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org. It, and I talk about the bandwagon, you know, only somewhat tongue-in-cheek because a lot of the projects you just mentioned, once One Israel Fund outside of Israel went ahead and showed the seriousness of a project, very often the government and others in Israel and in the private sector as well would would hop aboard and would and would you know take the ball and run so to speak. So it's not just that you know there was a certain amount that was able to come from the United States or from outside of Israel to support, but very often it lit a fire under people in Israel. Very very true. I think we have a very recent example. Uh, Mark Proviso, who's a well known and terrific uh, director of our security projects, uh, came up with a design for a vest. I remember I was at the. Uh, we also deal with now the uh, communities right around and near the border of, of Aza, right. um, those uh, communities that are under a threat of infiltrations from the yeah. tunnels and elsewhere. But I remember being there, saw the vest that they were wearing. They didn't wear the vest that they used to have because when they got in their vehicles, it was too bulky. Mm. And then, uh, I won't even go into it, but with a real tragedy happened uh, because of that. Mark uh, developed a vest, designed a vest, and now that vest was uh, adopted by the IDF uh, for uh, the other... Uh, security personnel of the Yishuvim all over. And um, those are now given to those uh, security personnel, and they wear them yeah. because they can wear them. Great example. And there Great many example. other examples, many other examples. Steve Orlo is with us. He and his wife, Susan, guests of honor. One is real fun, November 19th at Terrace on the Park. Are you happy with the response to the dinner so far? Never happy. <laughs> Never happy. Never satisfied, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never happy. I let me be frank with your audience and with you. You know, in the beginning, in the beginning, it was uh, there was the tremendous excitement. We had dinners of over a thousand, but that was when we uh, had uh, Yisrael Leiter, who uh, was extremely dynamic, and also when we had guests like uh, uh, Ariel Sharon, for example. Um, and it was new and exciting. Uh, there. Uh, I only know how to be honest, and there are ups and there are downs, but I must tell you, we do have attendance that is very nice, has been steady over the years. We have a good core of ardent supporters as well as uh, guests of honor that have always attracted. Um, so I am, I am happy. I'm thrilled that we're able to uh, continue. Uh, I know there was one other um, trustee who's been with me since the beginning, Jay Kestenbaum. Wow. He's acted as a security blanket for me, so to speak, but he's always there and, and working very hard, and uh, uh, I think he's uh, always been there for the ups and downs as well, which has made it easier to get through those times. It's got to be... Now it, we're, as you've accurately depicted, we're in an upswing, a tremendous upswing. A tremendous upswing, and, and, and it's only going more up because I heard before the show, as I know you did, that Michal Solomon is going to be addressing the crowd on the Sunday night, November the 19th. Explain to our audience why that's so significant. Well, I think there's a little thing wrong with my phone. Oh, I'm sorry like, about that. calling from Florida. No problem. Michal Solomon, <laughs> the widow of Eldad Solomon, is yes. going, is confirmed yes. as guest speaker, and I'm saying that that's yeah, part of... I know. That's part it's, of a, it's, a, 
it, it, unfortunately, we all remember that uh, that horrendous incident uh, and several others. You know, I have to tell you, the disappointment often is when um, when you know you're trying to do a job that is secure, and when the job is not that you did is is not enough. I think what's so important is when when Michael Solomon speaks, you will see, as we have seen in the past, uh, an individual who's been through tragedies that none of us should even have to even think about or imagine, uh, but yet the strength that they exhibit, uh, the determination, the devotion, the belief, the amuna, um, is, is infectious. It is infectious. Um, and uh, the fact that... Uh, we are able to have, you know, this type of uh, speaker come shows that at least I read it is is some sense of gratitude for for the efforts uh, that we have done and that all of our donors have done. Oh, no question. Um, And the fact that she's accepting the Torah on behalf of the family, the the Torah that's being, you know, completed and sent to Israel. Yeah. As you you indicated, it's amazing how these families who go through such difficult trying times end up being tremendous inspirations to all of us. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, again, not just in the Vay Tzuf, but, right. uh, but um, you know, everywhere we've had it other than it as well. It's true, and an enormous inspiration. Listen, I wanted to say this. What is my greatest, my greatest um, appreciation? We've sworn, as you said, as I've said, this was a miracle. We can be here in the United States and sit back and be bystanders. We can look at it and say, okay, you know what? happening is terrific but the ability that they have given us i mean we go there they're always saying thank you i'm saying why are you saying thank you to us thank we should say thank you to you <laughs> you are giving us the ability to share in a in a in a, in a, in a miracle that the rabbana shalom that, uh, that the almighty has given us we do so in such a small little way compared to what all of you are doing here who are who are living in the land and cultivating the land and developing the land and and uh, securing the land Thank you for allowing us, and this is really a way for each of us to participate in this type of, uh, 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 an honor or privilege to be able to participate. One Israel Fund is dedicated to supporting the welfare and safety of the men, women, and children of Judea, Samaria, the Jordan Valley, and the re-emerging communities of Gaza evacuees. Sunday night, November the 19th, in addition to Steve and Susan Orlo, Martin and Zena Cohen, Bensi and Rena Chill are all going to be recognized. Yep. In an event that we're calling Celebrate the Miracle, 50 years since the reclamation of our heartland being celebrated at the 23rd anniversary dinner of the One Israel Fund. Information, oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org, or you could dial 516-239, I'm going to make sure I read that right, 239-9202. Again, that's 239-9202 in the 516 area code. And Steve Arlo, you join me in encouraging Everybody to be there on the 19th. Absolutely. I invite everybody, encourage everybody, and again repeat, this is their chance, an opportunity, a real opportunity to participate in this enormous miracle that we've uh, all been privileged to experience. Steve Kalakavod, uh, Mazal Tov to you and your wife. Thanks for joining us and best to the entire family. We'll see you on the 19th. Nachum, I look forward to it. Steve Arlo, he's amazing. President for a long time of the One Israel Fund. One of those incredible Jewish lay leaders that we speak about on a regular basis that all of us should emulate and try to become, frankly. Uh, We'll see him on the 19th. Everyone out there, let's see you as well. OneIsraelFund.org.
516-239-9202. Friday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. And just want to make sure we have everything set up to hear from Rabbi Yudin. And I don't know why we're having such a difficulty here. Give me a moment, everybody. I apologize. Um, oh, <laughs> I thought we were all set up, frankly. And I don't know why we're having such difficulty. Um, okay, we'll have to we'll have to uh, take a short musical break and then for and then in earnest and for real introduce Rabbi Yudin to join us with the Torah portion of the week coming up at JM in the AM. Certainly an appropriate song from Avramo, Avram Freed, Yerushalayim Shabalev, after our conversation regarding the One Israel Fund. This time each and every Friday, every hour of Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Chayei Sorah. Parshas Chayesora conveniently is divided into three parts. The first 20 psukim deal with the acquisition of a burial place for Sora Imenu. Avramavinu is recognized as Nesialukim Atobesochenu, a prince of God. The words of Hashem to Avraham back in Lech Lecha, leave your home, and Vagadlo Shemecha, I will make your name great. You will be famous, in the sense that he was recognized by all as being a prince of God, and they offer Avraham the choice plot in their cemetery, and Avraham is teaching future generations, thanks but no thanks, the Jew is to be buried in his cemetery amongst his people. The second part of the parsha, and indeed the bulk of the parsha, 
deals with the acquisition of a bride for Yitzchak. And finally, the end of the parsha deals with the passing of Avraham, his being buried by Yitzchak and Yishmael. I'd like to focus on <coughs> the middle <coughs> of the parsha <coughs> and what could have been summarized in six or seven psukim is elaborated by our holy Torah in nothing less than 67 psukim. Now clearly, this devotion to every detail of the story is there to teach us many lessons to enrich our lives. A primary teaching that emerges is what to look for in a spouse. Interestingly, Eliezer, whose name is not mentioned once, but is known as Ho'eved, the servant, does not use the test of theology. Rivka, do you believe in God? Rivka, where is God? No, he doesn't use the test of intelligence or craftsmanship. Rather, he does test her on her character and specifically in the realm of chesed. Is she a giving individual? And if she has this midah, this characteristic, as the Torah teaches us, what does he say? This is the one that you will have designated for Yitzchak, your servant. Rashi adds, this characteristic of chesed proves her worthiness to continue the legacy of Abraham. The Kleyakar cites the Chazal in the Gemara Tanis 24a that kol kala she'eneha yafos if a bride has beautiful eyes shargufa ein tzorach bedika one does not have to check the rest of her body and he explains that this is not to be taken literally but that her beautiful eyes her possessing her Ayin Yafeh, her generous disposition, this is a primary Torah criterion for marriage. It is sad, but the reality is that we are living in a very challenging times called Generation Me. The individual be it man, woman, is at the center of their universe. Yes, they have more formal education than previous generations. But, the <coughs> but this is accompanied too often with a sense of entitlement. Too many appear to shun hard work 
What is their motto? I deserve a good job with a good salary, but I'm not sacrificing my personal life to do it, and I won't be subservient to my boss either. They reject tradition from wearing informal clothes to work to sexual orientation. Generation Me is less interested in how it has been done in the past and more interested in how and what works best for them. It is this painfully understandable, it is thus painfully understandable that the divorce rate in the United States is approximately 40 to 50 percent. When me is the primary factor, what makes me happy, then two individuals who by nature are different, their joining together is unnatural, and hence the divorce statistics. David Amelech in Tilim, Kuf Yud Aleph Ches, 111.8, teaches, Smuchim lo'ad lo'olam, asuyim be'emes v'yashar. They, the laws and values of Torah, are steadfast forever, for eternity, accomplished in truth and fairness. The Malpim understands this as the Torah is pillars of eternal strength and principles upon which we build our homes and society. <coughs> Many years ago, I was privileged to hear a shear from the Rav, Rav Salavechik Zatzal, where he spoke not only of the laws of Torah being eternal, but the values and insights of our Chazal are equally binding and correct today as psychological insights as when they were pronounced by our Tanoim, our great rabbis, 2,000 years ago. He gave the example of the Gemara in Kedushin, 42a, which says, Tav lemesav tandu mi lemesav armalo, which means it's better to live as two together than to live alone. The Rav noted that most often the teachings of Chazal and their insight into the nature of man is part of the same source of smuchim la'ad la'olam. They are eternal values telling us of the nature of man. It is fascinating to note that in our Misora and our Hashkafa, the Ani, the Me, is also at the center of one's universe, but with a very different definition of Ani and Me. Both 
v'chazon ish, in his emuna and bitochon, in the fourth chilek, chapter 14, as well as Reb Shimon Shkup Zatzal. <coughs> in his introduction to the Shari Yosher, both point to Ahavas Atzmi, love of oneself, as a legitimate priority. After all, Rabbi Akiva taught in Bav Metziah 62a, Chayecho Kodman, your life takes priority. And the teachings of Hillel in the first chapter of Avos, Mishnah Yedalid, if I am not for myself, who will take care of me? However, both of these giants say that the definition of me is different in Yadus. Unlike the generation me that runs on what's in it for me, Yadus espouses that the real me is a giver, not a taker. The real me is concerned and caring for the needs of others. The Medrash in Rus Rabbah teaches, Yoser mima she'osher ose ima'oni, ha'oni ose ima'osher. More than what the rich man does for the poor man, <coughs> does the poor man for the rich man. As he transforms the rich man into a giver. In addition, giving is a fulfillment of the 611th mitzvah in the Torah of the Olachto Bidrachov to emulate the ways and characteristics of Hashem. The Gemara in Sota 14a understands this as, as he Hashem is kind and merciful, a practitioner of chesed, so are we to be. And taking it one step further, the chesed that one performs is not only a mitzvah, ben odom lechavero, man to man, but since, as the Mekubalim teach, Hashem created this world as it is the nature of the good one to extend goodness, when one extends chesed, they are joining ranks and becoming a partner with Hashem in fulfilling and implementing His will. And finally, Rab Chaim Vital, the major Talmud of the Arizal, in his Sefer Halikutim on Parshas Ekev, chapter 8, notes that the mitzvah of the Ahavtala Reacho Kamocha to love your neighbor as yourself is most challenging in its literal sense. For it's practically, and for all practical purpose, it's impossible for the person to love the next one as himself. And it's for this reason that the potential convert was told while standing on one foot, not to do to the next one what is distasteful to him. However, says Reb Chaim, marriage 
is that opportunity for fulfilling this exalted mitzvah of the Torah as each spouse can extend chesed 24-7. And so, when the Torah provides us with 67 psukim, (coughs) teaching not only what Eliezer looked for to perpetuate the fledgling house of Israel, then finding a bride for Yitzchak, the Torah is teaching us today that what the true me is, the true me is fulfilled only through marriage when one has that opportunity to extend chesed literally 24-7. May this rich parsha of Chayei Sarah lead to greater care, concern, and shalom bias throughout the Jewish world. Shabbat Shalom to all.
ناشخ تو بود پایرش کچی سر دیده یخ دارو خونه نفشی دیزم رو لخشیدی بدخشی بشد این قدا بشوف رایه یارم بایرا Shame in the AM Shlomo Cats. Pretty amazing, huh? Curry Bone, an album entitled Live in Melbourne. That's what they were doing, that selection. Friday morning on this era of Shabbos, Parshas Chaye Sarah, candlelighting at 422. 422 candlelighting time. I know, a lot earlier than, uh, than we're used to. 422. Erica Blumenthal is with us live via telephone. She is the um, Museum of Jewish Heritage Director of Collections and Exhibitions. And I was at the museum on Sunday at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, downtown Manhattan, Battery Place, where they have a special exhibit going on right now called Operation Finale, the Capture and Trial of Adolf Eichmann. Discover the secret history behind the daring abduction and high-profile trial of this notorious Nazi. It's on view in the museum until December the 22nd. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Erica Blumenthal, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Nice to be here. Great to speak with you. Uh, You're doing an amazing job there at the museum because I had an opportunity to... uh, to spend some time at other exhibits um, on Sunday as well. And it's just remarkable. I mean, some of the things that you're doing there is just fantastic. This one uh, was, <laughs> you, you literally feel like you're, you're walking through the, the tense situation that so many people were in as this Eichmann capture is going on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just remarkable. There were so many. I mean, I, I I thought I knew a lot about the Eichmann capture, frankly, and the uh, and its aftermath, which was, of course, the trial and his execution. 
Uh, but I learned so much; it was just remarkable. Uh, tell us how this uh, how this all started. At, at what point uh, the museum made a commitment to uh, to teach everybody about this episode? So this this exhibition was actually created um, or brought to the United States by three separate organizations: the Mossad themselves, Beit Hasidut in Israel, and the Malt Museum in Cleveland. And once we learned about the exhibition, we knew that it had to come here. And several of us went to see it in Ohio, and we were absolutely convinced that it needed to come to New York. Some of the artifacts that they have that were saved from the operation, etc., are just remarkable. And um, I think I think one of the obvious things that people will see when they go, as I discovered, is all the intricacies that were necessary. How much had to go right? In order to make this a successful mission, how much forethought, how much thinking, how much planning, how much strategic planning was need, was needed to make this uh, a success? Well, it, it is an amazing spy thriller, and there's an amazing amount of planning that had to go on. It, when you go to the exhibit, you can see, for instance, the team of people that were involved. And, you know, while you think this would be a very large operation, they had to limit the number of people, but they had to bring in a woman, you know, to help make it look like it wasn't just a group of, you know, Israeli men that arrived for no reason. They had to come from all over the world at all different times. You can see the plane tickets and you can see the map of how they came from different countries because, again, they couldn't just all come from Israel. Right. That would look a little suspicious. Right. So there was a great amount of planning that went on. There was a plan B in case things didn't go right. And, in fact, something went wrong with the plane, so they had to you know, extend the stay and figure out how they were going to do that. They had to change cards and license plates. They brought their own key-making tools. It's a fascinating story. It's unbelievable. The, the license plate making machine is actually right. on exhibit there at the museum. And um, and then, of course, getting him to Israel. They, 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 they had to do all of this without anybody's attention, without the authorities' attention, without the press's attention. They had to make sure to be able to sneak him in, so they developed a whole plan for that as well to get him back into Israel. Just, the whole thing is unbelievable. And I passed this past, it must have been April when we were in Israel, uh, the building where the trial took place in Jerusalem. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was a public building because they couldn't fit it. You know, all the attention that was being paid, they couldn't fit it in a regular courthouse in those days, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, and it, it, it's just, it's like, you know, now it's like one of the, one of these buildings that thousands of people pass every day. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, you know, give it a second thought. And that is where the Eichmann trial actually took place. And the entire world was paying attention to it. The entire world absolutely was paying attention to it. Everybody that I talked to um, who was alive and sentient at that time, you know, either remember seeing it themselves, right. remembers watching the trial with their family, with their parents. It was an amazing opportunity for Holocaust survivors to finally be able to speak publicly and be recognized for what, what happened to them. Yeah. Could you imagine a trial like that today? You know how many networks would be sitting on it, you know, every single minute that it's live and presenting it to the world because that's that's how gripping those and by the way, you provided you provided in the exhibit an opportunity for people to see the video of the trial and what people actually saw on their television sets in those days and obviously what was going on in the courtroom. And, and yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. It it's very dramatic. There are you see the witnesses suffering while they're hearing what's going on. You see people fainting while they're testifying. Oh. You get to watch Eichmann as if he's sitting 
in the booth. Right. So we have the original glass booth and the original chair that he actually sat in. I was wondering and, about that when I was standing next to it. That is the actual booth? Mm-hmm. My gosh. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, um, you know, as, as the person who helps do the installation of the exhibition, it's just, that chair holds so much. Oh, my and it, gosh. You know, it, it's incredible how just a piece of wood um, is so powerful. I'm telling but you, the, now that I know it's the real thing, I may go back, frankly. <laughs> Erica Blumenthal is the Museum of Jewish Heritage Director of Collections, Collections and Exhibitions. There's a lot going on there. Today we're talking about Operation Finale, the capture and trial of Adolf Eichmann. I'll tell you another thing that hit me as I'm going through that exhibit, by the way. Um the number of Nazi war criminals, we'll call them that for a moment, who escaped and yeah. who did change their identity and were never seen or heard from again. And you know, and what member of the Jewish faith and of the free world wouldn't want justice for all of them, right? Justice, uh, absolutely. And, and 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 therefore, his capture, such a high-profile Nazi, his capture and and justice being levied against him was so important, no doubt. To, to all freedom-loving people, so that- absolutely, and it's incredible, and I and I think it's um, you know it holds a special place now. Yeah. You know, we need to make sure that we're vigilant against this kind of thing. I mean, people out there, and you know, it's we can see a resurgence of neo Nazis coming out of the woodwork. You know, so this is a reminder that we we have to pay attention to what's going on, and that while one person can make a difference. Towards the negative, as Eichmann did, one person can make a difference towards the positive. And um, after being responsible for all the murders that he was responsible for, and, and that documentation is there as well, he went ahead and tried to live a quote-unquote normal life, you know, in what seemed, yeah. seemed to be, you know, guilt-free <laughs> happy-go-lucky, although I don't know, that may be an extreme if I I put it that way. And, uh, of course, once he's captured, um, he knows that he is doomed. You know what caught me, by the way? I mentioned this to you uh, off the air a minute ago. Um, I didn't realize the opposition to the death penalty that was coming from, you know, certain Israeli leaders from different cultural uh, angles of society then. I learned that from the exhibit. I mean, I think think there always always is, you know, but um, I think justice was served. Oh, no question about it. I just... There are a lot of pieces. Look, uh, I'm not that I was around when this was going on, but I certainly grew up knowing how important the Eichmann trial was. And I always compare it, you know, my generation grew up um, watching Nightline every single night, you know, from Iran with the hostages. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the previous generation was, you know, doing nightly updates regarding the Eichmann trial. And uh, so, it's, you know, it, it's quite important. I, I just I, I just never realized the... Uh, you know, all the different intricacies and, you know, different angles that were going on as all of it was taking place. And I thought that the exhibit just does a remarkable job in bringing so much of it to life. I love, by the way, as you can imagine, because of the line of work I'm in, I love all the different radio reports from around the world who are who are reporting as you have them in, you know, the recordings of them who are reporting the capture of Eichmann. You could hear in different languages and all these voices the enormity of the uh, of the news item. It, it was an enormous. It was it was groundbreaking yeah. for its time. It's unbelievable. The, I, the whole thing is just unbelievable. <laughs> and if you want to if you want to have pride in, in in Israeli intelligence, everybody, uh, this is a great way to get some pride in Israeli intelligence, especially in those days. You know, who knows today 
in 2017, you know, with technology the way it is, what they would and would, I would not be able to do. In fact, I would love, you know, to speak with one of those uh, secret agents and get their impression about whether any of this could work today. But uh, they did it. They did it in an era where it was possible and where a lot of ingenuity was required, and they got it done, and it's simply remarkable. And the exhibit is a tremendous tribute to them, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Erica Blumenfeld is with us. Uh, Blumenthal, rather. She's... No, no, Blumenfeld. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. I have, here, okay. I have here in my notes your name incorrectly. I apologize. Erica Blumenfeld is the museum's director of collections and exhibitions. You mentioned to me that yesterday was a big day at the museum, 79 years since Kristallnacht, I'm sure every significant quote-unquote anniversary. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? You still there? Hello? Erica? Don't know what happened. All right. Anyway, I will mention that um, every significant anniversary, as you can imagine, does uh, get a tremendous crowd at the museum, as you would imagine. It was... Um, it felt pretty good, frankly, seeing people from many different cultures and communities coming to the museum to see the different exhibits and to learn as much as they could about that era, something they probably see at the museum on a regular basis. And um, in addition to the one that we're talking about, Operation Finale, there's a lot of other stuff going on, which I was going to ask Erica about, uh, that you could explore at the museum. Um, but you could check it out online, MJH nyc.org for Museum for Jewish Heritage mjhnyc.org is the web address Erica are you back oh, thought we had her back Erica are you back no alright I don't know what's going on having some trouble with our phone lines alright uh, so I thank her Erica are you back Yes, I am. Sorry, don't know what happened. My phone seems to have died. No problem at all. So Erica Blumenfeld is with us. I was mentioning that yesterday was a significant day, 79 years since Kristallnacht. Days like that, I'm sure attendance at the museum swells and you see a lot of different people. I was also, uh, frankly, um, uh, heartened by the fact that on Sunday I saw a lot of different groups from uh, different cultures and backgrounds who come to the museum to learn about uh, what happened uh, during World War II. And um, and uh, and of course the CD Eichmann exhibit, etc. Um, and I just want to encourage everybody to see this exhibit and all the others you have going on. Anything else of note right now? That's not a permanent exhibit that you want to mention. Absolutely, we have something called New Dimensions in Testimony, and it's a way that people can interact with two survivors. They were interviewed for 30 hours over five days, and there's a computer program that U.S. Uh, University of Southern California, the Shoah Foundation, has put together where you can interact and ask these survivors any question that you want about their life before, their life during, their life after, and they'll respond to you. We're a beta testing site, so sometimes there's a little glitch, but it's an amazing way to be able to talk to survivors. No, oh, unbelievable. You guys are doing quite a job and using technology for a very, very noble purpose, to say the least. I thank you so much. Please be in touch. Let us know what's happening at the museum. We love to inform the listeners about it. Absolutely, will do. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Everybody out there, you got to go. It's it's on view until December 22nd. It's called Operation Finale, the capture and trial of Adolf Eichmann Museum of Jewish Heritage downtown, Battery Place in New York City. Friday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up on this Friday at 9 a.m. It's Naomi Nachman. She's got table for two coming up between 9 and 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, Mark Zamek, the Arab Shabbos show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Mark will be um, Mark will be uh, on between ten and one o'clock. At one o'clock, 
Erev Shabbos music mix presented by our amazing friends at Kedem. Um, that'll go until candle lighting time. Tomorrow night, it's Saturday Night Seagull with Avrami. Matis Sunday morning between 7 and 9 live. It's amazing how Matis is live every single Sunday, and we thank him for that. He'll be live this coming Sunday between 7 and 9 a.m. 7 p.m. on Sunday for the court report. Elliot Weiselberg brings that to you. Court report. Elliot Weiselberg. Basketball, hockey, Yeshiva League, all Sunday night starting at 7 p.m. Right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Want to again wish a Mazel Tov to the Felsinger and Newworth families on last night's wedding. Mazel Tov to Hope and Stanley Felsinger and the entire family. Mazel Tov to Moshe Zitzer and to uh, and to um, Michelle and David. The big big bar mitzvah happening tomorrow. The young Israel of Manhattan and Mazel Tov to Baruch Jungreis and to Malki and Yoni Jungreis and the extended Blaustein and Jungreis families. Baruch's bar mitzvah taking place on Sunday night. Looking forward to the big celebration. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. Big thank you to our friends at Bedford on Park. Chef Alex is ready. He's ready for your year end end of 2017 holiday party, Hanukkah celebration, whatever it is that you're looking to do with your family and friends, with your with your corporation, with your company, with your colleagues, with your clients, with your staff. Make a reservation now at Bedford on Park for a great holiday party for the end of 2017 and get ready for all of Chef Alex's delicious and incredible menu items. They're at 61 East 34th Street, the northwest corner of 34th and Park in New York City with delicious steak and great lamb chops and wonderful side dishes and burgers and lamb bacon and so much more. They are doing a great job every single day. And for your Hanukkah party, as you may have seen uh, when we did the video earlier in the week, they have amazing latkes as well. Cooked like nobody else cooks them. Check it out, everybody. Bedford on Park, 61 East 34th Street, New York City. And um, and you'll be glad you did. Get your reservations in today. Bedfordkitchen.com. Bedfordkitchen.com. Don't forget Safam on December 3rd comes to New Jersey. The Atid Society for the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. The Atid Society will be hosting Safam in concert December the 3rd. Circle the date. If you've never seen Safam in concert, you must be there. If you've seen them in concert, you must be there. They are amazing. Thank you to the Atid Society for bringing them to Livingston, New Jersey, the night. Oh, sorry about that. The night of December 3rd. Check them out, everybody. Online, you can search Atid Society. The Kushner Schools in Livingston, New Jersey, as they get ready for that event on the 3rd of December. Time to say good Shabbos with Journeys at JM in the AM. The sun is going down. It's shining through the trees. Another week's gone by. Become a memory. So throw away your hammer. There's nothing left to do. Say good job Cause all your work is done I'm gonna spend the day Together with The Holy One Say a special blessing On a cup That's filled with wine Man and his creator 
It's a very special sign Your candles will be burning They'll fill your home with light Singing songs of Shabbos Well into the night So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do Sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. <coughs> Excuse me. A reminder, the Gardenberg and Schechter's Pioneer Country Club, Gardenberg and Schechter's Pioneer Country Club has a staff reunion in New York City. Were you a waiter, a busboy, a staff member? They're getting together to have some fun on the 60th anniversary reunion. Pioneer Country Club, the Gardenberg and Schechter families invite you this coming Monday, November 13th, 7 p.m. It's happening at Prime Bistro in Woodmere, New York. Anybody who worked at the Pioneer is invited. Call for information, 917-439-2405, 917-439-2405. Wraps up an amazing week for us here at JM and the AM. Uh, Naomi Nachman is next. Table for two. Mark Zamek with the Arab Shabbos show presented by Kedem, and then the Arab Shabbos music mix presented by Kedem. Saturday night, Siegel tomorrow night with Avrami. Mat is 7 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday morning. Hey, don't forget, candle lighting is early, 422 in the New York area, everybody. And if you're in Chevron, Shabbos is about to begin. Enjoy.
Have a fabulous Shabbos, great weekend. Till Monday, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.